up, what's up, what's up? Man, it feels good to be back. It's been a long time coming. So much has happened within the last few months. You guys know that I previously had a podcast and I stopped it (laughs) abruptly. So the first time I started my podcast, it was, it just wasn't fitting. There was a lot of things that I didn't understand about podcasting. It was a lot of information that I did not have, a lot of tools I did not did not have, a lot of time <laughs> that I did not have. It was becoming super overwhelming. I didn't know different topics to talk about. I was clueless. <laughs> I was clueless. So I ended up actually finding someone, well, not me personally, but my sister, she was or she was admired by this lady. And the lady knew about podcasting. She understood it. Um, she had her own production company when it came to like podcasting and getting people, you know, to start their business and stuff. So I decided to look into her. Now, I didn't know anything about this woman. <laughs> I did not know this one woman from a can of paint. Okay. But I knew my sister wouldn't steer me wrong. So I was like, you know what? I'm clueless. She at least has more information than I did than I do. And maybe I should just look into it, you know? So I looked into her. I got all the information I needed from her. I was like, okay, this is dope. So she had an intensive course. It was like a five-week intensive course. And once you have like, once you go through the interview process, she either selects you or she doesn't. And then so after the interview process, you have five weeks of just getting information about the podcast, about, you know, um, what is required. Um, I think you got like a professional art cover. So you got your art cover professionally done. She actually gave you equipment too. So so she gave you a microphone um, and she was like your executive producer. So it was like, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you get all this and in five weeks, a month, your podcast is dropped. You know, so I'm thinking, wow, like this is about to be dope, you know, because I knew I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to discuss. I knew how I wanted to present my message, but I just didn't again, I just didn't have the background, you know, I just didn't know, you know, how to do it or what platform to use. I got the interview, right? Um, signed up, did everything I needed to do. She told me um that she wanted an interview with me so I'm like cool I went through the first part you know what I'm saying got the got the interview so I'm like all right that's what's up (sighs) y'all I went to the interview and I was so nervous like I'm talking like I was like sweating like sweating bullets I was so nervous because I did not know what to expect like I didn't even know like it, it seemed like my brain went blank like I didn't know what I was doing, why I was doing it. I didn't understand like the ins and outs of my own project, like of my own podcast. So I was sweating bullets. And when it came down to the interview time, you know, me and her were talking, we're talking about my podcast. I'm telling her, yeah, you know, started, I wanted to start my podcast because, you know, so I'm telling her all these things about rheumatoid arthritis and why I wanted to start it and 
you know, what I wanted to gain from it as well. And I was like, if I can just touch one person, if I can touch one person, that's it. That's all I need, you know, because everything else is going to be a domino effect. Everything else is going to happen the way it needs to happen, the way it should happen. So she's listening to me, you know, and she's nodding her head like, yeah, 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 you know. And um, if you know me, well, when you get to know me, you'll know that I make a joke all the time. Like when I'm nervous, when I'm scared, like I will always make a joke because it seems to kind of like level me out. It makes me comfortable again because I have really bad anxiety. Like I have high anxiety. A lot of people don't know that about me, but my anxiety when it comes to speaking to people, because I feel like I don't really know how to talk, you know, like I'm an, I'm an excellent writer. If you would read some of my articles, the things that I write, you would be like, hey, yo, this girl is dope. You know, she got vocabulary words that I ain't never even heard of. I'm like, child, listen, if you talk to me in person, you would know I'm not going to say not one vocabulary word. <laughs> I'm not going to say one vocabulary word. Like I might say a couple, you know what I'm saying? A few, but child, they in my head somewhere hiding. <laughs> so we're talking and she's laughing. I'm laughing. And y'all in the middle of the interview, or I should say like more toward, more so towards the end, she's like, yeah, I think you would be perfect. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, like you're really so like, you don't need no time. You don't need to sleep on it. You don't need to think on it. You know, like you're really selecting me. Like after one conversation, and she was like, I think you would be the perfect fit. I believe that what you want to do, you know, your podcast would be, you know, incredible. And I would love to produce it and help you manifest your podcast. So I'm excited. I'm crying. Well, not, of course, not on the camera, because, you know, <laughs> gotta keep it G. You feel me? But so I'm telling her, thank you so much. And she then sends me like the link to where, I can, you know, start paying for it and it gives me the break breakdown of what the intensive course would be like and so forth and so on. So we hang up. I immediately call my sister, you know, cause she's the one that put me on. I immediately call my sister. I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like it happened. I did it. I cannot believe I did it. This is amazing. And so, you know, my sister's saying like, I know you could do it. Like I like I knew you could do it, you know? And so I'm just, I'm overwhelmed, like with happiness. Like I'm overjoyed. Y'all. So three weeks went by. Now, before this, I think I dropped like two episodes, if not three. I want to say it was only two though. I dropped two episodes and three weeks have gone by now. And not net episode has been dropped. Now net episode. Y'all, I'm from North Carolina, so y'all go, y'all go hear the little country swang come out. You feel me? But not near episode came out. I'm emailing her because I started realizing that the price she was asking for just didn't make sense. Like it didn't add up. You know, there were some things that I was just kind of like, hmm. Well, I mean, if we make payments on it, that goes over what the price is. So. I'm not really sure, you know, how this goes. And then she's saying that we have, you know, a month or two months free. So do I have to pay right now or do I wait until, you know, after the month, after the free month? Like, I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of information when it came to like the payment of it, right? So I email her, I email her maybe like two or three times. 
no response. Um, so I'm looking, I'm like, all right, like what's going on? And now at this point, like I'm trying to hold off because I don't want to start doing something. And then she emails me back and then she gives me, you know, the answers that I'm looking for. And then I'm starting the whole process over again. And y'all are like, okay, what is she doing? She's on and off with this whole podcast thing. So I just kind of like held off with my podcast because I was like, I'm going to get everything that I need done, done. Y'all, she never emailed me back. I'm still waiting on email to this day. <laughs> okay. I'm still waiting on email. And um, in that time, I got really upset. I was really angry. Um, not necessarily because of her. I mean, even though she was a part of it, it was more so because I was really sitting here dependent on her information. You know what I'm saying? On the on the tools and things that she could give me. I was extremely dependent on it. And I realized that, wow, Jazz, like you're really going to let somebody else steer your life. You you can look all this stuff up. You know, you have the information, everything. You have Google at your at your fingertips. You know, you can look all this stuff up. You can figure out what's going to work best for you. So then I started using my resources and I was like, you know what? Since I haven't dropped an episode yet, let me figure out this podcast thing. You know, because this is something that I really want to do. This is kind of me stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm not really, like I said, I'm not really a big speaker. I don't really like to talk. <laughs> like, I mean, well, let me, I like to talk, but I don't really like to talk in front of people as much because, you know, I just feel like I'm not an excellent speaker and there's going to be millions and millions of people listening to this. And they're going to be like, oh my God, what's wrong with this girl? Why is she talking like that? You know, manifesting. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm stepping out of my comfort zone when it comes to podcasting. And I said, I need to, I need to really dig deep and figure out my why. Why am I doing this? And the next time I step into the spotlight, when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to what I want, the comeback is going to be a major comeback. You know, it's not going to be one of those, hi guys, <laughs> sorry I went away, but I'm back. Oh no, got to go again because I don't know what I'm doing. No, it's not going to be any of that. This time, I'm going to really sit down, look at everything that I'm doing and say, okay, this needs to be done. These are my outlines. Like this time I really put my whole foot, mouth, toe, hand, butt, like I put everything into this podcast into exceeding while black. I put everything into this because I started realizing this is what I needed to do all along. In the beginning, I rushed it. I rushed the first podcast. You know, I rushed it because it was it was like an idea just popped in my head. Ooh, I need to do it. Didn't think about it. Well, I mean, to a certain extent I did. I did think about some of I some of the ideas that I wanted to, you know, discuss and, you know, who I wanted to bring on the um, podcast. But other than that, like I didn't have any outlines. I didn't have a breakdown to what I was going to discuss, how I was going to discuss it, how I was going to get my message across. I didn't have any of that. And now this time being here, having a breakdown and realizing this is it, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. And Everything, every obstacle, her not emailing me back to, you know, me getting upset and angry that I was even dependent on her. Like it made me realize, yo, I am 
exceeding while black. You know, I am constantly looking and searching and growing and I I am making my voice heard. I'm putting myself in the spotlight regardless. Like exceeding while black, it came to me because I was thinking about everybody that I've interviewed. And y'all, I cannot wait. Ooh, <laughs> I cannot wait until we get to these episodes of these millennials. And not even just millennials, but the professionals, the people that are up here telling their story, being encouraging, our peers. Like, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people that, you you know, would tell me, hey, I know all these millionaire, mil- <laughs> millionaires, millionaires and celebrities. Yeah, we see that we that they made it big. You know, we see that they're out there. They say, like Drake said, start from the bottom. Now we're here. Like we get that. But we don't know your bottom. We don't we really don't know where you started from, you know, and listening to them. And honestly, even with me, like I, I can't relate to celebrities. I don't relate to celebrities. I ain't got a million dollars. <laughs> and if I did, yeah, I wouldn't be on this. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But for real, like I, I cannot relate. My life does not equate to their life at all. African all. <laughs> African all. I decided to create a platform that allowed my peers, that allowed millennials, that allowed Black people, my community, to celebrate themselves, to acknowledge their accomplishments, to acknowledge their obstacles, you know, to encourage others. Because I fear that in our community, it's like, it's like we're in competition with each other. Why? Couldn't tell you. Could not even tell you. But we're going to get down to the bottom of it. We're going to get down to the bottom of it because... Let's celebrate each other. Let's clap for one another. Shoot, let's clap for ourselves. We deserve it. We are constantly getting up, improving, growing every day. This world has sad right now. It's crumbling as we speak. There's so many deaths and I'm just fed up. I'm tired. I'm heartbroken. I'm angry. And... That's all we see on the news, on social media. That's all anybody is ever talking about. And my question is, where's the positivity? Where's the people that are literally getting it out the mud? Where are the Black businesses? Where are the college graduates, the masters, the doctorates? Where are people that have built their own business? Where are the dads, the men who are in therapy? who are growing, who are healing themselves? Where are the moms, the women growing, healing themselves? Where where are they? I want to speak on things. I want to use this platform to talk, to communicate about things that we don't talk about. I want to really sit down with these amazing people, amazing people, and really have a heart-to-heart, really have you know, conversations. Like I've always pictured, and not necessarily pictured myself, but I've always been the person to want to have like deep emotional conversations. 
Like I want to dig deep into who you are, into your mental state, into, you know, how you're internally growing and the things that you may not tell your friends or your family, you know, or your spouse even. I want to talk about these things because I feel like in our community, we have so much hurt, you know, and it doesn't just lie with um, us as an individual, but it lies in our family history. It lies in our ancestor history. You know, it just lies in our DNA. And I want to heal that. I want to first recognize it. And then I want to heal it. Or at least try to, you know, um, I'm not saying that this platform is going to make, oh gosh, we healed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lord, God, we got touched. Like, no, like, no, I'm not saying that this is going to happen like within days or weeks or months. It's going to take time for sure. But I believe that within conversation, within you listening to this, it's starting, the process is starting, you know, and that's all I can ask for. All I can ask for is that you listen, you support, you share, you acknowledge, and you ponder, you ponder, you sit by yourself and you think about maybe what was discussed in this episode or the next episode or what is surrounding you in your daily life. Are you living in your purpose? Do you have faith? Who who is encouraging you? Are you are you able to encourage yourself? Like we need to start asking ourselves these questions. You know, when it comes to our relationships, are we the problem? Are they the problem? Are we both the problem? You know, um is this PTSD? Is this past trauma? Like I think a lot of people we try to neglect the fact that internally we are dealing with some things and we are triggered by a lot of things that we just cannot see or don't want to see because subconsciously we think about it but consciously we don't you know we're just kind of like hmm I feel kind of weird about what you said but I don't know why Uh, (laughs) you're not just gonna walk past that (laughs) okay dealing with me I'm gonna be like well why and be like, well, what happened? Well, let me think about what I said, you know, and then I'm pulling out all these questions and it's not to make, make another person feel uncomfortable, but it's to acknowledge it. It's to recognize it. Um, I want anyone who is listening, who supports me and maybe who's even on this, <laughs> I ain't going to tell y'all no names, but who is on this podcast with me, who are, you know, some of my guests. I want you guys to take something away from this, whether it's, uh, hmm, um, let me, you know, that question is going around in my head. Let me, let me try to ask somebody else or, hmm, she right. Or, hmm, I'm not really sure about that. You know, it's the fact that I'm even having your mind going with that. Welcome. Welcome back to this amazing amazing platform that I am creating but with you guys with my audience with my peers y'all are helping create this and y'all are going to help me 
build this. And I'm excited. So welcome to Exceeding Wild Black. (laughs) And I hope that while listening to this, you get a better understanding of who I am, of what I'm trying to create, just a better perspective when it comes to life, when it comes to your life, and who you're surrounding yourself with. Because that is most important. That will forever be important in your life, in your daily routine. So first off, to say a little bit about who I am. Oh, y'all thought that I was done talking, huh? (laughs) I know y'all probably sitting in your car or listening to on your phone and your headphones talking about something. It's over. I'm about to press in. Psych. (laughs) Psych. I I was just trying to explain to you what the podcast was about, okay? Now it's time to know who I am, okay? Where I come from. (laughs) But no, on a serious note, I'm Jasmine Yates. Hello, Jasmine Yates. I'm Jasmine. And like I said, I started this for many reasons, for many reasons. But I originally felt hopeless. I felt hopeless. I felt sad. All the emotions, angry, every emotion in the book. And my blog just wasn't doing it for me anymore. Um, I had my blog for two to three years. Excuse me. It was two years. It was two years I had my blog. I just, I felt like writing just wasn't cutting it. Like I could type and make a whole blog about a certain subject or how I'm feeling and it just it wasn't enough and I realized that talking things out and actually expressing them and having conversations really relieved a lot of emotion that was built inside of me so I decided why not have a podcast and also it was it was something that I've always you know thought about doing but just didn't have the guts to go out here and do it and didn't really have the tools either like I said I decided to take off on a leap of faith and start this and I feel like me walking in my purpose right now has been beneficial to not only me but to my relationships uh, my friendships specifically it has allowed me to grow in areas where I felt like I lacked I lacked a lot of a lot of things a lot of confidence due to having rheumatoid arthritis. For those who do not know what rheumatoid arthritis is, it's basically, it attacks all of your joints in your body. It can eat away at your cartilage. It can deform you. It can cause major pain every day. And there's no cure for it. They'll just give you some medicine and try to lessen the attack. So when I was 21, 22, I... I was in a weird space, not being able to walk and having a boyfriend at the time was, hmm, I can't even describe it. It it was different. It was something I never experienced before because obviously never had rheumatoid arthritis before, you know, and I felt my body going through so many changes and I was just like, whoa, what is this? Like, why am I going through this? And my confidence started lessening and lessening. And I started realizing that my boyfriend at the time, 
he was kind of drifting away from me. Like it was just, I saw it, like I sensed it. You know how your woman or your man is kind of like drifting away from you and you feel it, like you feel, like you feel the, the, the shift. I felt that and I was just like, okay. I knew what was going on. It was the fact that my girl couldn't walk, you know what I'm saying? So I knew what was going on in his mind and I knew that that's, that's not what you sign up for. You know, you don't sign up for things changing or things happening, but things do because it's life. So kind of drifting away from me and I was trying to like pick up the pieces, you know, I was doing everything in my power to um, bring him back and nothing worked. Um, Nothing worked. And during like my job, I just, I didn't care about my job anymore. Didn't really care about anything at the time because I was really trying to figure out what is going on with me. And I just had so much happening. And I found out that he was cheating on me. Now, when I found out that he was cheating on me, it was a very crazy scene. <laughs> it was a crazy scene. It was something that you would like see in the movies or something. And um, it made me feel like dirt. It made me depressed. It made me like, yo, like he's really disgusted because I can't walk. You know, not understanding my emotions that I was going through, not understanding that I'm the one that can't walk. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he was insensitive to what I was going through at the time. And it's just kind of like you date, you date this person and you know, they're this way, they're healthy. Everything is fine. Everything is good. And then the next thing you know, things start shifting, you know, and now they're unhealthy and their body is changing and they can't have sex with you. And, you know, you have so many emotions, especially being a man, I can only imagine, you know, but you don't sit and think what the other person is dealing with, the one who is unhealthy, the one who can't have sex, you know what I'm saying? The one who is going through all of the emotions and doctors and stuff just to say, I don't want to be with you because you're going through all this stuff and I can't handle it. It's like a punch in your face, you know, because you think that the person that you're dating is dating you because of who you are and not what you could have given them or what you can give them you know not for your body not for your looks not for all that and that was the worst part of my life I was disgusted with myself like I couldn't look myself in the mirror like I was super skinny um I was battling with a lot I could barely like I could barely wash my own butt, man. Like, not even kidding you. And um, he didn't see that. So, and it's like, even when he cheated on me, I was still trying to fix it. I was still trying to be there and, I don't know, I guess fix the situation and talk to him about it. And yet and still, it was like, a, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like... Well, I do, <laughs> you know, like I want to talk about it. I want to, you know, get your feelings and understand like why you did that. I mean, I, I kind of know why you did it, but I want to hear it from you, you know, and he never wanted to talk about it. He never wanted to discuss it. I left it alone and I come back to my trailer at the time. It was, you know, me and him having a trailer together and I come back home to an empty trailer, like the furniture that I bought. The couch, the dining room table, the TV, um, 
all that was gone. The only thing that he left me was a bed and the dresser that was in the room. Just imagine coming off work, opening your house, and seeing nothing. Like, nothing in the house, just the walls. Like, I remember, I remember that feeling of me opening the door and seeing nothing. Neighbors outside, because you know, you know how your neighbors are, nosy. (laughs) Neighbors outside looking to see what's going on. And I'm having to close my door immediately. Because all I want to do is just cry and just say, wow. Way to pick somebody up when they're down, you know? <laughs> um, that was the worst time of my life. And I still didn't know what was going on with me. I mean, I knew it had something to do with rheumatoid arthritis, you know, because me being diagnosed and then now not, now not being able to walk. I knew it had to deal with the disease itself. But again, I still just didn't know really what was going on with me. So, you know, my neighbor, which was funny enough, it was actually his cousin, (laughs) funny enough, or his aunt, um, his aunt came over and she was like, well, she knocked on my door. And at this rate, I'm like, oh my God, like, what does she want? (laughs) Golly, (laughs) what do you want? Um, But I ended up answering the door and she just hugged me. Like she had some chili in her and that lady listened. That lady know how to make some good old chili now. If she ain't know how to do nothing else, she knew how to make some chili. And so she had some chili in her hand and she gave me a hug. And I was like, ah, thanks. Like I need, like I needed that. Like, you know how you don't really know what you need until you get it. That's how it felt. Like she just hugged me without even asking no questions. She just hugged me. And I just let her, like, I was just like, ah. This is what I needed. This is what I wanted. And plus, I needed that food, too, while you're playing. <laughs> okay? I needed that food. Thank you, because I was showing up not by the cook, you know? And um, and that was another thing. Um, he, he would be upset that I didn't, you know, clean the kitchen or, like, sweep or whatever. And I remember one day when I did, he was like, finally. And I'm like, wow, finally? I can't, I barely can get out the bed. You know what I'm saying? I can barely stand up. I can't I can't walk. And you're saying finally for me sleeping the floor? <laughs> the audacity. You know? So um when she did that, when she gave me a hug and stuff, I just felt really good. Um and she told me she was like, "Yeah, I saw I saw when they took the furniture out." You know, I was home and I saw them take all the furniture and put it on the truck and stuff. And he knew that you were going to be at work. I was like, wow. Like, I I really didn't even have any words or really didn't even know, like, what to say. Because it was just kind of like, I mean, what can you say? So I was just like, I just need to find a couch. (laughs) You know, now I need to find all this furniture. And it's just like, I put mad money in this furniture. And now it's gone. And so she was like, well, you know, I know, I know somebody that has a couch and, you know, a TV and stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, she helped me out and y'all maybe like, I would say like a few weeks, a few weeks to a month, 
later, I got laid off from my job. Um, it's like so much had so much had happened during that time, and I just I knew what was coming. Like you know when like when things start tumbling down and things just start falling apart, you know that it's just only going to get worse. <laughs> like it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I knew it was coming, and when it finally happened, I was just like. I had it like I was so I was done with everything and everybody and it got to that point where I was just like you know what f this city f everybody in here I could care less about y'all like it got to that point and so I was trying to figure out what I was going to do um I'm paying you know I got all these bills don't have a job luckily I saved so I had enough money to get me through like you know three to four months or something like that and um, I was like, oh, my God, like, I need to find a job, like, ASAP. And I started thinking, like, how are you going to find a job, Jazz? You can't even walk. Like, how are you going to find a job? Now, the lady I was working under, she told me that, oh, you can file for unemployment and I'll sign it for you and stuff like that. Like, she was, that was her helping me, I guess. But I didn't because I'm like, I don't even I don't even want to have to deal with you no more. Like, I'm not even going to do it. So that was my dumbness being young, <laughs> being young and dumb, because trust and believe I'm going to take down unemployment now. Okay? But um, back then it was just like, I don't even want to deal with her. So I didn't do it. And so I'm over here trying to struggle, like trying to figure out where I'm going to work, how I'm going to, you know, pay for the other month's rent after, you know, my money runs out and such and so forth and so on. Bottom line, like I'm talking to my grandma, talking to my grandma and mind you also like in this time, me and my family was not in the same page. (laughs) Like, and it was more so, I guess my fault than anything. I had burned some bridges, um, during my relationship with that man, boy, whatever you want to call him. Um, had burned my I had burned bridges with a lot of my family because I just spoke on a lot of things that was hurting me internally to him and I guess he just I don't know I don't know anyway yeah so like me and my family like we were like we're rocky already so I'm just like oh my god like what I'm gonna do like luckily like I have my grandma my grandma my dog will forever be my dog um and so like we're in Walmart one day and I forgot what we was getting I think I needed to get some stuff whatever for the house or whatever so we're in walmart and i get a phone call and it was from my aunt um and she lives in raleigh so it was from my aunt and so she was like hey yo how are, how are you blah, blah blah and i'm like i'm good and she was like well i think i may need some help at the restaurant and my at the time my granddaddy had like a restaurant in raleigh so automatically like my grandma she's a reverend so automatically in the middle of Walmart my grandma's like hallelujah (laughs) like she jumping for joy jumping up and down like because she knows what I was going through and she knows I was trying to figure it out so she jumping up and down praising God and I'm crying and I'm like so what are you saying she was like I'm saying I may need your help like will you be able to move to Raleigh I say yes (laughs) like immediately I was like I could be there tomorrow like this weekend 
just let me know. And she was like, so she started laughing. She was like, well, I'm gonna let you know um, when and stuff like that. She called me like maybe like two days later and was just like, yeah, like how fast can you get down here? Blah, blah, blah. So long story short, like I packed all my stuff up and I left. I left that torture. <laughs> I left that torture now. It didn't get any better because Shorty still couldn't walk, you know. Um, and so life still was kind of in shambles. But within those moments, like after I had my surgeries, because after that I had four surgeries, two hip two hip replacements, two knee replacements. So after that time, I started really trying to figure out what my purpose was, what I wanted to do, what made me happy, why it made me happy. And the only thing I could think of is helping people, creating a space where people could improve, people could build, people could find their purpose, their why. Because I've always been one to take risks. I've always been one to figure out what was best for me and only do what was best for me. Of course, I listen to, you know, other people's opinions and advice. But at the end of the day, I've always listened to myself. I've always made my own decision for me. So after all that, going through all that, going through all the obstacles that I have been, I realized that a blog and a podcast and creating a platform for Black men and women to celebrate, to inspire, to create a space for others to listen and enjoy their obstacles and their accomplishments. Because every obstacle comes with a lesson and every obstacle comes with growth. So celebrate that. You know, celebrate the fact that you went through that obstacle and you came out on top or you came out alive. Alive. Because it's hard to say that nowadays. So that's me. That's who I am. And I'm starting this because of where I've been and the things that I've sacrificed, the things that I've learned, the things that have happened in my life where child should not even be alive. But I realized that I kept going. I kept building. I kept failing and getting up, failing and getting up. And my faith in God grew. And I'm not saying that you have to do exactly what I've done or, you know, you even have to listen to me for that matter. But I'm expressing who I am and I'm I'm laying out the platform because I know there's somebody out there that wants to give up, that wants to say that this is too much, that wants to say that life has punched them and slapped them and kicked them and done everything you wanted to do with them. So there's nothing good on the other side of that. I'm here to tell you that there is. I'm here to tell you that there is, that you have a future, that you have a purpose and you have a why. You just got to get up, find it. Now I don't know who you believe in. I don't know what you believe in, but believe in something. Believe in yourself for that matter. Believe that there is a reason why you're still on this planet. You're still on this earth because there is something that you specifically need to do that you and only you can do believe that find it embrace it this podcast is gonna be nothing but inspiration excitement laughs love and everything else that you need in between this podcast is going to be amazing i love you all i hope you find in this space 
what you're here for, what you're looking for, your purpose, your why, your faith. But most importantly, I hope you exceed while black. Peace and love. I'm out.